Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 116. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I am here in Atlanta, Georgia with my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And Jacob Walsh. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, that was a weird one. That was weird. You, you made want some, to do it again? What were those noises you just made? It's fine. I don't know. You I don't know what happened. What, I, I just keep doing the hereditary noise. Abby's just clicking. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we uh, get going, we wanted to, for the first time, right off the bat, have Mike Nelson, who's on the line from Carnivorous Creations, long time, from the beginning, sponsor of Yes Have Some Podcast, making, for what I have to say, the best Ghostbusters props in the business. Mm-hmm. You guys hear me at the top of every episode, but it's much more than Proton Packs, and we wanted to have him on and talk about what he's got going on, his new stuff, how he got started, and learn a little bit about the uh, the man that we've been plugging for two years. So, Mike, welcome to Yes Have Some for the first time. Yes, yes. Thank you very much, Craig, Abigail, everybody. Uh, I'm really honored to be here tonight and, uh, you know, and uh, talk with you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. So why don't we, for those of us uh, in the Ghostbusters community, most people know your work. Uh, because you've kind of become one of the leaders, if not the leader, as far as like pack shells and proton packs. So I guess what I wanted to ask you, because I don't even know the answer, is how did you get started uh, building this stuff? Well, uh, you know, it started with uh, cardboard and hot glue, pretty much, sitting in front <laughs> of the TV at my grandparents' house, uh, you know, watching real Ghostbusters. And, uh, you know, I was just like, oh, I want one of those proton packs. And, you know, I kind of just threw together some of this, uh, you know, she had Avon boxes, and I took the lid off, and I was like, oh, I could put it back on that. And next thing I knew, I was, you know, cutting out pieces, making all, like, the three dimensions. And, you know, eventually down the line, I started doing a lot of these. Like, at, at the school, everybody was really into them. And uh, I probably made, like, eight of them when I was a kid. And this was, like, in the fourth grade. But uh, when I got, like, you know, like, when I got older, I kind of got out of Ghostbusters for a bit. It wasn't until, like, the early 2000s I found uh, – uh, GB fans, which at that time I believe was called uh, 
GB props. And, yep, um, yep. you know, I found that site and I thought, it, and I thought, wow, how cool is that? I used to make those when I was a kid and, you know, I thought about it. And eventually in uh, 2005, I bought my first proton pack from a guy on eBay. And, uh, you know, once I got it, it was cool. It was vacuum form shell, but uh, I was like, man, you know, honestly, I, I think I could build this. And uh, I just got moved back to Massachusetts. And uh, so I had this nice little shop set up in the basement and, uh, you know, I just kind of went to town making my first uh, shell master. And uh, I was made completely out of foam. And, uh, you know, I, I sat on it for a number of years. I didn't just jump right into it at that point. It wasn't until like 2009 that I, you know, finally was like, you know, I, I should do something with this. And so I invested the money into the silicone. And I was very nervous because it was a lot of money. <laughs> right. You know, I was like, man, I'm really taking a shot. But, uh, you know, it was really a hit right off the bat. And I sold like 20 of these things like real fast. And so then the next time I did it, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, I got to make it a little bit more accurate because it seems like there's a lot of people out there that really want it accurate. And for the people that really aren't yeah. that picky, I mean, hey, it's still a benefit to them, right? It's accurate. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so, you know, so that's how I progressed on that. And, uh, you know, so that's really got me into it. But I was always into, like, horror movies and stuff like that. And so I always had a love for, like, special effects. So I guess that's kind of what helped fuel that, too. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. I think we all kind of start – like, I remember when I first started, like, doing a little bit of research on, like, building a proton pack way before mm-hmm. I ever, like, knew anything about it when it was just, like, norm mm-hmm. – and Stefan's plans. <clears throat> and I, like, that was it. <laughs> and that was it. And I remember looking at it like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, like blueprints. It's yeah. like blueprints. You look at it and you're like, I don't have the brain to make this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it wasn't until like guys like you, Mike, started coming around and actually mm-hmm. like, because the way I've always described it to people is like, building your own proton pack now is almost like just kind of putting together a pretty complex puzzle. You could buy all the individual pieces mm-hmm. because they're all, you know, you make your shells, you make all the other parts. Like you can buy these kits and like I literally never build anything in my life. My proton pack that I built, my first one with a GB fan shell and, you know, various aluminum and resin parts from other places. That was the first thing I ever built in my life. And it turned out pretty good. So like for anybody right. who's ever been like hesitant, like, it can be done. If Craig can do it, you can do if it. If I can do it, like oh, yeah. Jake totally said, I don't have the brain, like Jake said, for the for the blueprints, yeah. building it from scratch. Yeah. If you can, like, work a drill, then you're fine. Yeah, basically. But, yeah, if you, if you can get all the pieces, you, like, you can assemble the pieces, you know, or do the little bit of extra work that's required with the drilling. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, Mike, what – so you started off basically with proton packs. What are some of the mm-hmm. other, like – I mean, Ghostbusters or not, or not Ghostbusters related items, like what are some of the stuff over the last couple of years that uh, people are really gravitating to that you've, that you've been able to get a lot out there? Well, I mean, mostly I've been doing a lot of the Ghostbuster stuff. I did start recently doing the uh, Ninja Turtle uh, props. I, I did the ooze canisters, and uh, we're in the process right now also of working on uh, some uh, Ninja Turtle movie replica weapons, and uh, we're almost there. We got one more one more to finish, and uh, it, it'll be all set, and then we can reveal our really cool like prop set that we're going to offer for people. It'll, it'll be something limited. We're not going to do it forever, but it's just something fun i personally want something like that hanging up on my wall (laughs) i'm sure a lot of other people do 
Um, yeah. You know, but of course, it takes time to make these things too. Um, but you know, we're, we're trying to make sure everything's as accurate, and it's been really cool. Uh, I somehow became friends with the guy who owns some of the original weapons, so you know, he's given me some really cool photos. Uh, uh, he doesn't really want to give me dimensions so much, but we kind of pulled our own dimensions on how we pulled them, and you know, they look very, very accurate. Cool. And so, just without revealing too much, would that be like a set where you get like some nunchucks, some size, like a bow staff? Like, are you talking about like that? Definitely. Kind of stuff? Yes. Yes. It, it's going to be all four turtle weapons. It's going to be two sets of aluminum swords because the original movie ones were custom made. And then uh, the bow staff, uh, you're going to get the nunchucks, which we've already got the nunchucks. We've got the swords. Of course, we got the bow staff. That wasn't very difficult. And uh, but the size, that's where we're finishing up right now. But we've already uh, we're having those machined. Well, cool. I don't want to speak on everybody's behalf, but I want all of that. It's going to be great. It's all going to be on one big display that you can mount on your wall. I mean, how, how awesome is that? I quit. Yeah. I should have got Mike. I should have. I need a new hobby. I need a fireplace so that I can mount those. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We, I need a new hobby and a fireplace. <laughs> um, so as far as the proton packs, like we talked about this recently, do you find like consistently that's still your, like what people are gravitating towards when they're, when they're coming to your website? Oh yeah, totally. So, I mean, I, I never thought that like, you know, I was going to be as busy as I am, you know, I'm been doing this for a long time, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still there. I'm still doing it. And like, I, it's really cool that, you know, a lot of people enjoy the, uh, product that we build you know i always consider it like art because we're trying to replicate something that yeah, was art sure. in a sense you know i mean um but it's it's such a cool thing to be able to say that you know all these people all over the world got you know something that i've you know had a hand in doing even if i'm not the one physically building it for them and they're just buying parts that's just so cool to me i mean i get people all over as far out as like the philippines taiwan uh you know all over the world and uh, i think a big help to that was definitely ghost heads okay yeah. very cool very yeah you were featured in there um and like mm -hmm. that's got to be pretty cool knowing that <clears throat> your prop shop is featured in a movie that's just released on Netflix internationally. And like, mm -hmm. that's basically like a living and breathing advertisement. Like, and I think they signed a three year deal. So it's going to be there. Like, I bet you'd get people all the time that find you directly from that movie. Oh yeah. I mean, they hit me up and they're like, Oh, I saw ghost head, man. I love Janet. And I've always wanted a proton pack. And, uh, you know, it's so cool too, to, to, you know, something like this for somebody that, you know, this is something they've wanted throughout like all their childhood. Cause I know that feeling and I'm sure you guys know it too. Uh, you know, this is like, Oh man, we got this. And, uh, you know, just to be able to do that and, you know, make these people happy is awesome. Uh, but yeah, Ghost Heads is just, you know, it really blew up my business and uh, I can't be more, you know, I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, Tommy and Brendan, and those guys, uh, Lee, for, you know, allowing me to be part of that. And uh, that was really, really a cool experience and uh, still having the experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're very cool guys. So, and it's funny you mentioned, like, Jake and I have talked about this before, like, I remember the first time like I went to Dragon Con or went to a convention, like the first time I saw like a, a pretty screen accurate proton pack. And I know Jake and I've had that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't even know that that was a thing that you could do. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, right. Well, so it's like, and it's funny when you see people's faces, like, 
you know, we've been around the community for a decade. So like, mm-hmm. you know, not, it's always impressive to see a nice proton pack, but when you see like a kid or like somebody see one up close for the first time and they see the lights and sounds, it's, you forget like, Oh, like everybody does want a proton pack. Mm-hmm. Like I do. I want yeah, one right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want another one. I want 10. Um, so Cool. So another thing that you worked on that a lot of people really enjoyed was that terror dog head. Um, for those people yep. who are not familiar, could you tell a little bit of the backstory about how, how that project came, uh, came about? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I was on, uh, eBay and that's where it happened to be. And, uh, you know, uh, I kind of looked at it and I was like, is that really it? And I did a little, you know, photo searching and stuff, trying to match up wrinkles and stuff on it. And from what I could tell it, it was, I spoke with the guy on the phone for a bit and he gave me the backstory. And uh, basically he told me he worked for a company that uh, bought an auction lot from boss films when they went out of business, that company uh, in the auction lot that they got, it was for like chemicals and it came with the molds. Well, they didn't want the molds. They threw the molds out and him and a friend went dumpster diving and resurrected that mold from <laughs> being destroyed. And, uh, I never you know, find so anything cool when I'm dumpster diving. Right. I know. I, uh, this guy here, he said he pulled out like a Batman belt. I was like, what? <laughs> Batman belt. I was like, what the hell is it? This was, this was like a dumpster of gold in my yeah. opinion. I mean, I would have just taken dumpster you know what i'm saying <laughs> you're just digging Honestly, through like i would have just... called a friend over and we would have been loading the whole everything out of the dumpster you know and throwing it in the back of my truck <laughs> that's great but yeah so so you know uh he he made a fiberglass casting of it and um he had sold the two flex ones he made on ebay and by the way he sat on this for like 20 years his original game plan he told me was to do what i did with it and it sat in front of his parents house for like 20 years i actually had like some rust marks on it it was like outside (laughs) you know thank god it was in california i guess right didn't get too destroyed right um and uh so yeah he wound up selling it i bought it and then you know it took quite a bit of work we did a lot of you know photos uh thank god for uh uh, Ghost putting that head up and uh, everybody going there because I got a lot of great photos from it uh, from people that went and visited uh, their office and that helped with the horns uh, getting those things finished and uh, trying to get a basic paint idea or for what we were going to do but uh, yeah I mean that was a big hit uh, people really loved the T-Dog I mean the thing is massive it's almost three feet across from horn tip to horn tip uh, you know it comes off the wall like two feet I know one of the guys that bought one for me he has it hanging above his bed <laughs> oh, boy. Holy shit. right it's a beautiful piece I man. sat it, it's a beautiful piece. I mean, yeah. I, I would hang it, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'd hang it above my bed. Yeah, you that know, thing just scared God me forbid, for a few Maybe weeks. the bracket gave way, but <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you know, but, but hey, whatever, but, that's but, cool. Like, what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. Right? I know, no. that is. Hailed by it. No, you just end up like coming out of the room with the, with the head on your head like Rick Moranis. <laughs> Just stumbling. Yeah. Just Somebody up. turn on the light. Yeah. <laughs> Although it, ma- it makes for an interesting first date. Like you bring the lady over and uh, she's like, oh, this is above your head. Um, and then you start quoting yep. Ghostbusters and she probably leaves <laughs> immediately. Uh, <laughs> her loss. Um, right? Yeah, so, her loss. That's right. So, so the one that's hanging at Ghost Core is that... Mm-hmm. 
is that an original? That, How, yeah. Well, that one there comes from the original plaster mold that guy found in the dumpster. Okay. So it, it was made right after production ended as gifts for like Ivan Reitman and uh, some of the other people uh, that produced it. And uh, so, yes, there was, there was those made. And then, you know, they just threw the mold out after uh, they sold it. So <laughs> somebody but was like, was what do I do with this in my screen? Act, my screen use Batman belt, just throw it in that dumpster. Uh, well, it's really cool that, that it ended up in your hands and you were able to uh, make that prop. And it I, I'm very thankful because, you know, I, I worry maybe someone might, might've gotten it and might not have put it out there for yeah, everyone else, you know? And uh, so, I mean, I just kind of knew I had this thing that I had to do this, you know, uh, and I think a lot of people really wanted this. I mean, it was great. Uh, still, you know, a lot of people still want it. So, yeah. And I think what's cool is like w when it comes to like collecting, especially with like higher end movie props, a lot of people just have private collections and, and they don't display them and you don't know about them. And like, there's people who own very, very like, uh, valuable and historic pieces of, of movie history that you just will never see because they're either locked mm -hmm. away in a storage facility or a basement or I can't believe I just said storage facility. So you got to yeah. go to their house. And a storage facility. Maybe someone's got a big enough collection that they need a storage facility. Can I see the storage facility? That's what I'm saying. Uh, so cool. So um, I don't want to not plug your stuff so we've got carnivoruscreations.com obviously we always tell everybody carnivorous with a k if somebody wants to buy some of your stuff what is the best uh route for them to take well i do have a web store i'm not a big fan of the web store i have set up <laughs> horrible for me to say but i'm eventually going to get something a little better uh but always messaging me uh through facebook go right to the uh, carnivorous creations uh page and uh hit us up you know and uh you know we're more than happy to uh, help you out cool because i know you do like payment plans which are really like we always talk about payment plans are like the yep. best thing for collectors uh because the stuff is expensive and it's high end, but you give the opportunity for people to who not have to come up with a hundred percent of the money, like right up front. Yeah, totally. I'm realistic. I mean, you know, and not everybody's got the money, you know, these are expensive. Uh, you know, there's a lot of components as you know, we've been talking about to build one of these. So, I mean, obviously they're not going to be cheap. I try to make them as affordable as I possibly can with any of my products that I put out, you know, we're always trying to make sure that they're, they're affordable, you know, but these are different. They're not like manufactured in a facility, you know, somewhere else. Right. These are all handmade. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I know that you've worked a lot with, uh, the Finchers who are part of the Georgia Ghostbusters. We know them very well. Oh uh, yeah. They are huge yeah. advocates of your, of, uh, your, uh, shells and, and your work. So that's uh, cool. You've made uh, yeah. some really good relationships happen in the prop building because it is weird. Like the prop building community can be kind of a weird testy place where, where like tempers flare. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've seen all sorts of stuff over uh -huh. the years. Uh, so it's cool to see like positivity coming out of it. 
Oh, no, definitely so. You know, and I've, like you just said, I mean, I've become really good friends with James and Charles, and, you know, they, they've got the uh, e-cig kits. Those things are awesome, you know, and those those tend to be the ones we use all the time in our packs and uh, especially the ribbon cables. I mean, Jesus, you can't get uh, much better than a uh, Fincher ribbon cable, right? <laughs> I know it's yeah. funny, like James Fincher. For those of you who don't know, James Fincher, he's older. Like, he's in his 60s, and uh, he's at the PKE surge table at Dragon Con, like, Almost like a drug dealer hawking uh, ribbon cables. Yeah. Like, uh, just like. No, you like that kid? Uh, but it's great. You know, if you, yeah. hey, if you if you got the goods, you know, yes. if the, if the demand sure. is there, we, yeah, all watch, we all watch Breaking Bad. We know how this works. Yeah. Um, right, so, we know. <laughs> so, funny story, Mike. After Dragon Con, I was on the phone mm-hmm. with Jake, and he was like, hey, Craig, I'm building Slime Blower. And I was like, oh, are you? <laughs> and I was like, how are you going to do that? And you're like, I don't know, but I'm building a slime I don't, don't know, but I'm making it happen. <laughs> um, which is my segue into you just started this week unveiling. This is a project you've been working on for a long time, right? Yes, yes. So tell us, the slime blower, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, everybody knows it's one of the coolest, most iconic hard to acquire hard to build props so what what has the process been like for you what are you releasing what's coming down the line fill us in okay well i mean i started out with me doing a build for someone building the slime blower and uh you know i found i've always wanted to build one ever since i got into building the proton packs that was definitely something on my list of things to build was the slime blower but obviously one of the few of the hard parts are the tanks because they're just so big they're not you know it's not something that you can just find so you gotta have to custom build them and I never wanted cardboard tubes. Uh, now, yeah, some people, that's fine with them. You know, you can go that route. That's fine. I prefer something that's a little bit more solid that's going to last for a while. Um, so after looking around, I found uh, a way to actually make these things, and it's a process called rotocasting. And basically, you have a, a mold, and you pour your resin, uh, your liquid resin into it, and you strap it into a machine called a rotocaster. And it's it's kind of like a human gyroscope. You know, one of those things at the astronaut camps, they strap you in the machine and oh, yeah. you go yeah. spinning in all types yeah. of circles. Yeah. It's all wild like that. So this is a big machine that we built. And uh, this machine here will spin that mold all, you know, crazy eight style in the casting resin as it's starting to cure. It all sticks to the outside wall. So it makes like basically like a piggy bank. That's the easiest thing I can say right there it's just like a giant piggy bank and we can reinforce that with pouring foam into it turning the machine back on and it'll coat the outside walls make them a little bit more stiffer uh but you can get them pretty thick you know uh depending on how much uh casting resin you put inside of it um so that's one way we're doing the tanks right there now the new product that we just released this week was the uh slime gun now this thing has been uh, one of the biggest problems for me, and uh, there's a lot of really hard parts, especially the front cone being the most difficult thing to do. And there was a number of different ways. We did build one using a, a rolling method and welding a ring on, and it just turned out to be a lot of work. And in my opinion, I don't think they would have went this route you know, trying to do this. I honestly thought that maybe they just found the funnel and they cut the nose off and, you know, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, Something stupid and simple, but you're never going to find that same cone again. Right. Right. Exactly. Because it was just so long ago. And 
So, you know, I, I remember when multimedia did his run that one time, the two times he did that run for the slime guns that he had mentioned a process called spinning. And so I was intrigued by this. And so I, I really sought this out and eventually I found somebody uh, that does this in their home shop. And uh, the thing is, it's a lot of automated companies. And I called these companies and they all want big bucks to do, uh, uh, you know, just to do a master and a, a prototype. And I was just like, yeah, I ain't going that route, so, which is why we started going the other way. But once I found this guy, this was, this was the trick. And he got a piece out to me within like a week and a half. He made the front. And after looking at some of his photos, uh, he was making like uh, – cake pans and stuff with it. I said, well, can you make the rear cap? Because it was pretty much the same thing with the rounded edge and everything. So I made that and then uh, we got the fin and I guess next, the next hardest part was the, was getting the one sixteenth inch uh, tubing for the uh, canister part. It's uh, very expensive stuff. Um, we had to order quite a bit of it uh, just to be able to order it and uh, I had to come all the way from Massachusetts. And then we had to figure out a way to rip it down the middle. And uh, after seeing a couple of videos online, I figured out a way to do it. And we created a jig and we were able to rip that through a table saw and just cut it right down the middle perfectly. Man. Sounds complicated. It sounds like it was was very complicated. (laughs) This is why it's taking years, and I'm I'm super picky. I want it to be as accurate as possible. You know what I'm saying? With obviously everything, there might be a couple things that need a little tweaking, and we will get to those things there. You know, but right now this is it, and I mean I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting right on my desk in my office, and uh, I mean this thing is just amazing to look at and hold in my hands because it's just been something so long I've wanted to like have, and I finally got it right here and I'm looking at it. And, uh, you know, like I said, everything that we did, you know, we tried to make it the best product we could with doing the spinning for the nose cone and the rear cap. And one of the, one of the benefits for it is there's no welding involved. It's just formed out of a flat piece of aluminum spun in a circle. And, you know, there's a, there's a master copy behind it. you kind of forge this thing into shape. And so there's no welding of the ring onto it. It just slots right on. I mean, this thing is, this thing is amazing. Man. Definitely people that are, are placing orders with us for it are going to really get something that uh, is truly amazing. So I can't stress the word amazing enough, by amazing, the way. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Complicated and amazing. <laughs> um, so you, you can buy the gun as a kit or a completed gun. And mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. There, I'm offering two options. So it's 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 just basically the kit is is a breakdown of just all the custom metal parts that you know you would need, minus the black boxes, the tubing, uh, the red tubing, the nylon strapping with all those parts. Um, okay. And uh, oh, and the quick connects. I'm okay, not supplying cool. those in that. Okay, but and we can look forward to the tanks coming. Like, are you going to do a run of tanks down the line, or is that just going to be oh. like? A- yeah, we've already offered a, a pre-order, and uh, we're just finishing up those right now. And uh, once those ship, we will start offering them again uh, for sale, and those will be available. We're, we probably keep them available, uh, like, on our store all the time. So that's my thought right at the moment. Cool. It depends cool. on what else we, we've got coming in the near future, because we are trying to do some non-GB props, too, just like how we're doing the Ninja Turtles. We've got some other movies that, you know, we know – our fan favorites, and nobody's out there doing them. Cool. Um, well, I know we're all ready to see that stuff. I mean, I think it's really cool. Like, m- more than ever, like, 
we like I said, we've been going to Dragon Con, which is the big convention we go to every year. We've been going for a decade. I've never mm-hmm. seen more good looking proton packs than I did this year. Like it used to be like you'd see like 50 proton packs or 30 proton packs and like 10 of them would be good. Three of them would be amazing. And the rest would kind of be like, you know, whatever. And it's gotten to the point where people mm-hmm. like you, you're putting out stuff that allow people to have really great equipment. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so thank you is what no, I'm saying. I, <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Oh, like, Lance, man, I, I'm just happy that I'm able to do this and, you know, kind of make a bit of a living doing it. I mean, I'm not rich. Don't get me wrong. I'm not rich, but you know, I mean, I'm happy just doing this and uh, you know, it's a seven day a week thing almost for me, but uh, I enjoy it a lot. And I'm glad it brings a lot of joy to other people and they're able to bring joy to other people on top yeah. of that. Jake, what were you going to say? Yeah. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna mention what you were talking about going to Dragon Con and seeing Proton packs, and it's like you always think like throughout the year you look at your pack and you're like, yeah, I got a fucking Proton pack, and then you see like, you know, your packs, and I'm like, I need to upgrade my Proton. Pack. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, now oh, you can do it at a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So. We talked about if you want to head over, check out your stuff, go to your Facebook page, Carnivorous Creations. The one thing I like to ask folks in your position, what in, uh, what is your dream project? Like if you could, if money wasn't uh, a barrier, if time wasn't a barrier, if acquiring uh, a rare piece of equipment wasn't a barrier, what would be your dream prop that you would want to tackle? Ghostbusters or well, non-Ghostbusters? A dream prop that I would want to tackle? Oof. I mean, yeah, it was always the proton pack, but I mean, oh, I I guess I really don't know. I think it, it is the proton pack. It, I mean, I've achieved that. I, I I just I couldn't think of anything else that I'd really want to do. Maybe it's the slime blower. Maybe I just achieved it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Uh, I mean, I'm honestly, achieving things. Honestly, on the teasing thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to build the uh, Freddy Claw next. Freddy Claw? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Freddy Claw. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Freddy Claw. I mean, I've always been a big Freddy Krueger fan. So, uh, you know, that's uh, how my, my horror movies are my thing. I've been a big horror fan since I was a kid. So, yeah. very cool. Uh, Freddy Claw. Very cool. Yeah. Well, listen, I have to ask you then, since you're a fan of horror, we're going to be talking about it in just a little bit. Have you seen Hereditary? I have not seen Hereditary oh, yet. Gotta check it out. If you're a check fan of out. horror, it just came out on Blu-ray. Uh, Find a friend, watch it with you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, we, uh, I'm gonna let my wife know, and we're gonna sit down. We're gonna, well, we'll have to get it and watch it then. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good. It's really good. Just emotionally prepare yourself for the fall. Are you um, Are you looking forward to uh, the new Halloween? Uh, yes, I've already pre-purchased my Michael Myers mask, and uh, I'm looking at getting myself a nice set of coveralls. Uh, to wear, but I don't know if nice. that's what my actual costume for Halloween will be at the moment. I might be going something a little bit more corny, and uh, you know, I, I might be teaming up with my daughter and uh, going in with her, and uh, I'm going to be a villain for PJ Masks. 
So. Oh, okay. For what? A PJ Mask. I've heard of that. Oh, okay, cool. My costume, yes. There you go. Yes. That's fun. Yes. Hey, you could save the Michael Myers for, for your alone time. Yeah. <laughs> like, we all... know, I mean, uh, it's as cool as a costume as it is. I'd be kind of a short Michael Myers. I don't think I'd pull it off. I'm like 5'8". <laughs> yeah, that's my problem always. Like, I wanted to do that like... That doesn't a... seem very intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I wanted to do a Batman 89 costume. I was like, well, Michael Keaton was only 5'9". I can get some lifts and almost get there. Um, there you go, right? Yeah, you get can do the it. pumps on. <laughs> I'll just get the, the, the belt that was found in the dumpster, a pair of high heels, and I'll be good to go. Oh, you'll be good to go. Good. That's exactly. Oh, there you go. I like it. Uh, well, well, listen, Mike, we appreciate you having... Let's, let's make sure we have you on more often um, so you can update on us. Oh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to come on. On all the stuff that you got going on. And uh, we'll make sure to put up all of the links to your stuff. We'll be very much looking forward to the Ninja Turtles props. I know that's going to be like a day one order for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than the first and the second. Not so much the third. Uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> hey, I like it. They ruined that one. <laughs> you ain't, yes. Yeah, we just did a whole episode for our, a bonus episode for our Patreon uh uh subscribers on um, Breaking Down Ninja Turtles 3. Uh, it, w- it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to watch. It I think twice. they just didn't wear the full costumes to save on money. That's why they put over the there other. There was ones. some corners being. Cut yeah, like Abby, sure. like our Jake pointed out that you only see half a splinter the whole time. He's just like, splinters like <laughs> hidden yep. behind something. He's just behind a desk. He has no legs. Yeah, yeah but, uh, fingers have no articulation. I still either. think they need to go back to that old school style. We need people in costume. Oh yeah, oh, I we totally agree. agree. We Practical agree. all the way. Uh, we we could not agree more. Uh, well, listen, Mike, we appreciate it. We'll get those links up. And if anybody out there needs a proton pack, a proton pack part, a slime blower, or anything along those lines, uh, make sure you're checking out Carnivorous Creations. Mike Nelson, thank you very much for stopping by. Later. Oh, thank yeah, you guys thanks. for having me. I uh, thought you were going to go into your Carnivorous Creations commercial that we have. On no, the that's, a, that's already played. Proton pack. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's it That's well already now. out there. All right, Mike, have a good one, dude. Later, dude. All right. Yeah. Later. Bye. Yeah. Jake was whispering stuff to me during that entire interview. I felt like I was in hereditary. He's like, <laughs> bring up the slime blowers. I was literally drawing the hereditary <laughs> no, I, symbol. I was whispering something, but I can't remember. But it was related to what we were saying. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Jake's the. Oh, uh, no, it was. <laughs> It was whenever uh, it was whenever we were talking about the terror dog head like landing on you and killing you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like saying something about your last words being like, "Bring me my proton pack." <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the a terror dog head falls on your head? So you get out a proton pack and you basically commit suicide by putting a proton gun to your head. No, it just got dark. Hello, everybody. That's the way to go. Uh, thank you so much to Mike Nelson for stopping by and talking about his props. Um, I was getting so stressed. I was like, I want all this stuff as he was yeah. talking about Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Jesus Christ. I know. Um, I want that stuff. I, do, like, I, was, like, looking, extra I was like looking at pictures of slime blowers while he was talking about it, and I was just like, fuck, I'm never going to have a slime blower. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Um, before we get going on the fuck budget, we're covering a lot of ground, so I want to make sure we get to it. I did want to talk about real quick Patreon. So... We launched Patreon a couple months ago. We've been doing these bonus episodes. We just recorded a bonus episode tonight talking all about 
Universal Studios and all the rides that aren't there anymore and why we're so, so sad about it. Jake, I'm sad. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sad. He's very sad. I, we had to take a little break because I had to do a little, hey. had to do a little sad cry. Had to get a snack. I got um, a snack. So, because I was sad. So if you want to get in on these bonus sad episodes, snack. sad snack. If you want to get in on these it bonus episodes, it was just episodes, crackers. Can I do my thing? Yes. Can I fucking talk? You can do your thing. What, if like, you want to get in on these bonus episodes, if you want to get on it, abusive host. <laughs> Hold on. If you want Craig to yell at you? Stop the audio. God damn it, Jacob Walsh! I worked too hard, and I have put too much money into this thing. Uh, if you want to get on these bonus episodes, yeah. uh, let's go to NPR style. If you want to get in on the bonus episodes, join us. Yes, have some. Patreon.com slash yes, have some for $10 a month. You can get two to three bonus episodes per month. Plus, we got the monthly, no, the quarterly newsletter is going to start going out. We've got the YHS VHS Club. We just put out our VHS commentary for Twister and all the people that are in the $25 or above tiers got a brand new sealed copy of Twister unused in the mail and a Yes Have Some coffee mug with logo designed by Jacob Walsh. So what we're saying is we love our listeners. We appreciate your support. If you want to get the absolute full unfiltered Yes Have Some experience, Head to Patreon for as low as $1 a month. You can help us, uh, and we cannot stress enough. The dollars that you give us absolutely 100% go back into the podcast. It helps us do our YHS Collectors Club for the $50 tier. Helps us keep the lights on, as they say. Pay the hosting, pay the website, and uh, hell, maybe even get a couple Diet Cokes every now and then. uh, Because I'm thirsty. I do a lot of talking. A lot of talking. A lot of talking. No, it it, it really does help. And and I know, I don't want to speak for you guys. I never want to do. But Jake, I've been having a lot of fun with Patreon so far. Yeah, me too. It's really fun doing these bonus episodes because I feel like we can... Uh, you know, they can be about whatever we want them to be about. They don't have to be current. They can be a little, you know, deep cuts. Yeah. A little sillier. Uh, and we get to talk about fucking like, like we did a commentary for Twister and that was super fun. Yeah. So, uh, I want to keep being able to do that stuff and, and, uh, you know, we can't, if nobody's like paying, well, I mean, we could, but there's no point in doing it if nobody's, uh, you know, paying for it and listening to it. So please. Please yes. get on there. Do it again. Yeah. Don't make us do beg. It. Hey, Mister, give me a dollar. Ooh, <laughs> we should make a meme for our Patreon with that guy. Yes, we I should. Completely agree. Yeah, I've wanted to do that no. costume, single Bam. earring bum. Every week we're gonna do this every week. Well, we were just talking to Mike Nelson from Carnivorous Creations about how when they found the terror dog mold in a dumpster, they also found a Batman belt. I wanted to know more about that. Yeah. Are we talking about like a <laughs> who's got that thing? Though? Yeah, where's the belt? Yeah, where's the where's the belt? Where's the belt? Call him back. Mike, where's the belt? Who are you? I'm Belt Man. Oh, I'm Belt Man. Craig. Michael Michael Keaton has that belt. Yeah. And he wear, probably wears it to bed. Well, say Michael Keaton's name three times or he'll just show up on the podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Candyman Sh- style? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was thinking Beetlejuice. Hey, Five. I was yeah, thinking I read- Beetlejuice, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Wait, I get it. I just, the fuck I just watched Jake. Candyman last night, oh, so God I got it on the brain. The Candyman can. Sorry. I'm a hyper. Oh, yeah, where did, can I have some of that Coke? 
Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, not the other Coke. No, I was being serious. Oh, it's it's, it's empty. empty. See? Right. I proved it. You really do have all the caffeine. Thank you so much for all of our patrons. And if you want to get in on the Patreon and the bonus episodes and figure out why I'm so damn hyper, go to patreon.com slash yes, have some. Now that we've said all that, now that we've talked to Mike for Carnivorous Creations, are y'all ready to do this fuck budget? Yes. Let's do it. Let's, Let's it do up. it. Cool. We are moving in to the month of October, which means we're going to start talking about some horror movies. We're going to have new guests on. We're going to be covering in depth. Remember last year we did Nightmare on Elm Street. We did Child's Play. Who knows what we'll do this year? I think we're going to be doing Scream. I think we already decided that. I'm watching Scream tonight. So. It's going to be a Scream and Scream. Mm-hmm. I'm just quoting the Nutty Professor at this point. So I wanted to talk about some horror with you guys. I wanted to go over some current subjects. That's what the fuck budget's all about. We take five topics going on in pop culture, movies, and toys. Abby and Jake allocate how many fucks they give about each one. They only have ten fucks in the fuck bank, and they can't spend more fucks than they have, because that would be irresponsible. Yeah. Should we we should issue fuck budget credit cards so you guys could just borrow fucks from future episodes? I like that. God, we would all be just fucking so in debt. It yeah. would be yeah, it would be bad. Yeah. I'd be calling you guys like Bill Collector at three in the morning. Hey, you owe me a hundred fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, that's a really weird thing to call somebody yes. and say. It is, yeah. You owe me one hundred fucks, and I'm not leaving till I get them. I like it. Y'all ready? Yes. Cool. Let's do it. I'm uh, buying some time because I'm looking for my fuck budget itinerary. Here. I got it. Good. Guys. Hey. This is very professional. Host of the podcast. Host of the podcast. <laughs> Number one in the fuck budget. Hereditary. It's out. It's on Blu-ray. We've all finally seen it. Abby and I were late to the party. When it comes to what I'm going to call one of my favorite horror movies, I don't know, ever? Possibly, <laughs> yeah. Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you get for Hereditary? Oh, boy. Uh, I gave it six. Dang. That's a record. Put out, a, put out the whistle. Because is this is this the best horror movie made in the last... I don't know, 10, 15 years. Yeah, I think so. so. This movie's good. This movie is very, very good. It's, it's, uh, Craig, something you said to me. We're going to get spoiled. I just just got to put it out there. We're about to get super spoiler heavy. If you have not seen this movie, pull out, pull out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everybody. It's spoilers for sure. Something you said to me on the phone, Craig, uh, I think it was yesterday was that, um, hereditary is like, the what the conjuring movies wishes they could be like the conjuring is like the the bootleg version of hereditary this movie is terrifying it's scary it's tense it is super well like acted it's not just like a regular jump scare run-of-the-mill fucking conjuring universe like pile of garbage it is a real movie it like is building just fucking it's just fucking terrifying i i saw this movie in the theaters twice and i was i think i was more scared the second time i saw it knowing what was gonna happen uh it just has like such a creepy atmosphere uh it, it's just there's something about this movie that makes me feel like i'm getting scared talking about it yeah this movie's great this is a, this was yeah. such a like 
it was just such a like refreshing thing to see. It was so good. Six fucks. Fuck. <sighs> well, if it's my turn, I wanted to give it more fucks. I gave it four. I had to pull a fuck back because of other things. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get this uh, movie out of my head. I could barely sleep last night. I remember at one point Craig was like, turn the lights on because it was dark in the room. <laughs> it's like, dude, um, this movie was amazing. It is well acted, like you said, Jake. Um, and it's the music. Like, I don't know if you call it a score, but like whatever that rove like reverb like back and forth of like it's like yeah. techno something it gets in your goddamn like under your skin it like makes your heart rate like go up um mm-hmm. the, it, this movie reminded me of exorcist and rosemary's baby um which are both movies uh that i really like and that really like get under my skin in that same way um having grown up in the church like anything with like demonic possession and satanic stuff like there's that part of me that's still like i don't know is it could it is it it just strikes a chord um but like beyond that this movie plays on all of my anxieties it like triggers every ocd thing like with the the little girl and her like uh epileptic not epileptic but uh the peanut allergy like reaction and of course that big moment like where i'll just the decapitation scene like that came out of fucking nowhere i had no idea what this movie was about i heard there were ants in it and that was all i knew <laughs> that's the only abby's like there's ants in, I was ants like, oh, in this movie i might not watch it yeah so as it unfolded <laughs> is there uncles because I, I i need both hereditary yeah anyway yeah it was fucking um absolutely like the, the images were jarring and the way that it unfolds it you, it starts it opens up and you're like oh this is just probably like a normal family with a few issues and then like within minutes you're like no this is weird something is off kilter why is this guy smiling at the funeral what the fuck is wrong with this girl there's some weird shit going on and it ties into like a demonic possession and like very cool feeling like the exorcist grounded in like biblical book of solomon names and shit that's like you can research it on the internet it almost feels real so it's cool i'm as we're talking about this i realized that i really want to take a i want to watch this movie again and take a deep dive on it and maybe do like a full episode dedicated to this movie because there's so many it's definitely the kind of movie that deserves a couple rewatches because you'll start picking up on stuff. Um, I was just thinking about it earlier today. There's the the first time that uh, Tony Collette, who's the main actress, um, who's fucking awesome in this movie, when she goes to the grief counseling and she's kind of giving the, the brief summary mm-hmm. of her family history and she says her brother killed himself because... Her mom, he was convinced that her mom was trying to put people inside him. Uh, That's what happened. Her mom was like, because they needed the male body. And like the fact that um, Charlie is that the the girl's name was basically possessed since she was born. uh, But it was never going to pan out for her because they needed, you know, the male. Like, so the, the movie deserves a deep dive discussion there's a lot of like philosophical stuff you could talk about there's a lot of religious stuff that you could talk about but high level from from the pure stance of a of a a well-made horror movie what i was what i said to abby when i was done watching it was like this movie uh as somebody i have anxiety i've suffered from panic attacks Mm -hmm. this felt like i was watching a panic attack Mm -hmm. for two hours like Mm -hmm. it was so uncomfortable for reasons that aren't a hundred percent, like you can't really, like right when the movie opens and the fact that you can't put your 
figure on it is terrifying. Yeah. Because you're like, this is happening to me. Like, whatever's <laughs> happening in this movie is real. Um, and and the, it does... There. What I love about it is that there are some things in this movie that you could put in the, the, the bucket of traditional horror tropes, like seeing an apparition. Yeah, there's a few things for sure. Seeing an apparition or the with, with the chalk on the chalkboard, but it's done just in a different way that again is hard to put your finger on but but it's not like when you're watching paranormal activity you know yeah like yeah. like abby said all horror films have the same ingredients or the genre does you have to hit certain notes but like it's i think stephen king said it's like we can all make scrambled eggs it's all it's all in what the the ingredients that you put in and like how you make it your own yeah and i feel like this was like really fucking well made like no it may not be the most original shit to have a possession story but like there were so many fresh and different, but distinct. It's, it's told in such it's, a different yeah. way. There's elements of it that actually reminded me of True Detective season one a little bit. Um, the most frightening. There's a couple things in there that are absolutely terrifying. Maybe we can all talk about what we thought was the scariest part, and then move on to the next part of the fuck budget. Uh, when Annie, the mom, is on the ceiling, uh, yeah, banging her head against the attic door. Fuck. That is. That was like, oh, this is like The Exorcist. This is fucking yeah, terrifying. Yeah. All yeah. the naked, shadowy people and like just oh, see, naked shadow people don't bother You're me. You're fine as much. with that, okay? Because like we, you see those in the neighborhood. Um, Jake, was there anything? Do you? We do. Yeah, I do. Because um, I'm the king. I did think I'm Gaiman. There's Gaiman? a there's Gaiman. a scene. There's a scene. Um, there's two things in particular, and one of them has to do with one of the naked, shadowy people. Uh, there's a scene where um the kid is downstairs looking at his dad's burned up body, and the mom is like on the ceiling yeah. in that point. I think. Um, but he like looks, something happens. I think she runs away, but he looks over towards the door and there's somebody standing in the doorway. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's the person who's got the big smile on their face. Yeah. Um, yeah the guy who looks like judge doom once he becomes yeah. a fucking cartoon again. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is pretty creepy. But also I think the thing that is the, like the worst thing is when the, when, uh, the mom is just sawing her own head off. Oh, fuck. I think I forgot that whole part, but that yeah. noise like, and how it gets faster. And she's like staring at, she's like staring at the kid, just fucking sawing her head off. And I'm like, just the look on her face as she's doing that is, it's it's yeah. scary. It's mm-hmm. what, it's what scary. I told Abby is like this. It, it felt like the most fucked up episode of Everybody Loves Raymond that I'd ever seen. Um, did you guys seen stuff. the Have you guys seen the Mondo print for Hereditary? Uh-uh. It's pretty cool. It's basically yep. the um, the treehouse with like a white silhouette, a white headless silhouette. Oh, word! Um, it's a total spoiler if you if you well, hadn't seen it. it is, but yeah. dang, um, I. But that's your fault. So. But that's your fault. The the I think the most the the scene I had the most trouble with was when she was like basically suffocating from the allergic reaction, um, mm-hmm. and she's in the back of the car and like the tension is building where you know something's about to happen. Like they're not. This isn't going to end with them just getting to the hospital and like everything right. being okay. No, because you sense it as the road stretches out and it's there's nothing. There's no lights as he hits the gas harder and harder. And like that very moment of where you realize that where he's realizing that his sister is 
dead and like half of her body's in the back of his car and like just he's frozen like that's a moment that I've like lived out in nightmares before it's like a terrifying thing and that was one of the scarier moments yeah also if you want to talk about Craig anxiety and talk about like feeling like you're watching a panic attack the scene where you're just watching the kid in bed uh, while you can hear the mother going out to the car yeah. and finding the body because, you know, he oh. just decides not to tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the classic teenager. If I just ignore the problem, maybe no one will figure it out. Um, <laughs> the director, Ari, Ari Oster, Ari Aster is his name. He said in an interview that he has an idea for a, what he called an extremely unorthodox sequel to this movie. Mm. Now, I don't necessarily think this movie needs a sequel. I think I'm fine with it, but you know, directors got to direct. If what, what maybe we can explore that another time, but when he says unorthodox, I wonder what does that mean? Like origin of other to me that, well, to me, that seems like maybe it could be something where, um, I don't want to say in tone this is the same, but kind of in the way that the the first two Cloverfield movies are sequels to each other, they kind of have nothing to do with each other. Right, but, but they're kind of set in the same world. Maybe, maybe that kind of thing. <laughs> You've met Payman. Now meet his roommate, who has no <laughs> patience. <laughs> Payman, come play the room. Um, yeah, I, I love that. The the I was reading about Payman today, like the like in in like you know Satanism and, and witchcraft and other you know macabre and 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 uh, occult occult. Thank there you. You, go. you know. Goes to worshippers. Mesopotamians, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. big difference. I always bring it Hittite. back. Hittites. Hittites. Wait, what's that from? Isn't that oh, yeah. God, Peter Vingman's so stupid, he can't even read. Hittite. Um, um, he just what, wanted to smell Dana's hair. He really did. What I'm saying is, the lore that was used in this movie is based in actual literature. And because of that, there's probably a lot of cool directions they could go. Um, this movie did well in the box office, but it's not like, I think maybe they thought it was going to be one of those movies that like, it just caught fire, but this was really interesting and we'll move on. Uh, critically acclaimed, like all the critics absolutely love this movie. The cinema score rating, which is basically like people go see it and they give their opinion. The average movie going audience did not love this movie. And that's because people are stupid. And that's didn't. because the average. That's because the average movie going uh, public are the fucking people who want to watch Transformers Part Eight and The Conjuring Part Four. So God. fuck those people. I kind of liked it, but there was no Infinity Stones, <laughs> and I, that made me mad. Yeah. Um, uh, Jake, I feel like you're getting really upset right now. So we're just gonna move I on. I am. Let's talk. Let's move on. All right. Cool. Well, to something fun. <laughs> <laughs> Superman is leaving town. That's my new Superman song. Uh, reports came out today that Henry Cavill is done with the DCEU. They are trying to get him at some point to do a cameo in the Shazam movie. Talks fell through. They couldn't figure out. This is almost as bad as what we were talking about in the bonus episode. The creative differences of the Twister intro video at Universal Studios. Yeah, they couldn't get him for a cameo. They couldn't lock down the Henry Cavill cameo. He probably grew his mustache well, back and caused a goddamn riot at WB. Well, uh, 
one of the art. So I think he got fired. I don't think he left. Like the art the one of the articles today was saying that they let him go. I will like, put before we do this fuck budget, there was a lot of articles today about this. There were some conflicting reports. I'm gonna go on record is there's a lot of problems with Warner Brothers and the DC universe on film. I yeah. don't think Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman is like in the top ten of those problems. I don't either. I He's thought adequate. I thought um I thought Henry Cavill as Superman was the best part of Justice League. You heard it guys? Write down this timestamp and day. When the annals of history are revealed, this is the moment that Jacob Walsh said something positive about Wednesday, <laughs> September twelfth. Uh, wow, this is the new nine eleven. When people say never forget, they'll be talking about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Abigail Gardner. Yeah. When it comes to Henry Cavill leaving and replacing him, possibly one of the names being floated around Michael is B. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And also the report is saying that DC views Superman like James Bond. They're just going to replace him every couple of years. How many fucks do you give about any of this bullshit? Honestly, because of some of because I like Michael B. Jordan and because this may open up the chance for a Supergirl movie, which is what I was reading, I give this one good riddance fuck because <laughs> I care a little bit. But I, I mean, I want them to do better. I want to enjoy their movies. Um, I didn't enjoy Henry Cavill. I understand Jake's being kind to him because I mean, those movies have so many issues that maybe he wasn't the biggest one. Um, I just, I, I don't know who they're going to cast. Michael B. Jordan would be great. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the fact that, uh, uh, Clark Kent is like the same as James Bond. Um, I guess there have been a lot of people who have played him. So whatever, maybe they'll find somebody better, but it sounds like they're retooling and they're trying to hit the reset button on everything, which I support because it needs it desperately. So yeah, that's just one fuck for me. And also, is Kevin Smith doing that Supergirl movie? Probably not. Probably not. No, he never. Hey, he'd probably do well. Yeah. Maybe. Jake, how many fucks do you give? Um, I gave this zero fucks. I don't give a fuck about like <laughs> I, I wish DC would do something to make me give a fuck because I like like just like Abby you just said like I like comic book movies. I have liked I never really loved Superman, but I've always gone to see the movies even before like you know when they did what was it Superman Returns or whatever like I like comic book movies I like superheroes I want to have fun and see I want these movies to work I like the Marvel films I don't it it's sad at this point that Marvel is doing so well and DC is doing so bad and I know that it's not like it's not representative of like DC's characters or their comic books or any of that stuff. Like there's good stories out there and there's all kinds of great stuff they could be doing. And I want them to be doing that, but they're not. And there's so much weird bullshit happening that I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. I just don't care. Yeah. I mean, hey, predictions. Hey, here's a prediction. Henry Cavill is going to end up in the Marvel universe soon. Yep. Whoa. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a phase three or whatever. He's 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 gonna show up. Hey, he's gonna be playing Star Lord. He might be directing. Henry Cavill's directing. He just so he's basically what they're saying. Henry Cavill 
I didn't see the new mission. Oh God, Men on a Mission Impossible. That's a new. That's a new thing I just made up. Uh, I didn't see the new MI6, but apparently he was great in it, and he just signed on for a new Netflix series called I think Witcher, well, he's not, which is based on a yeah, video game property. Henry Cavill's not the problem. Like he's not the he's not their problem with. I know a lot of people didn't love his Superman, but. He's not the problem. The writing's the problem. Like the direction is the problem. I think I, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people um, thought Man of Steel was like too dark and Superman's not supposed to be so like moody or whatever. I think they kind of tried to fix that in Justice League, and that's and that was that's why I was saying was the one thing that whenever he comes back, he's he's. I was like, oh, this seems like this is what Superman's supposed to be like. He's kind of he's having a good time here, um, but. I don't think it's Henry Cavill. That's not the problem. Like just getting a new actor isn't going to solve all your fucking issues. Like that's not the problem here. I don't no, know. You're, you're right. Fuck these guys. They're because all- like Ben Affleck's more than likely out as Batman too. They've been working on this Batman reboot for a while. Jake Gyllenhaal said today that he wants to be Batman, but he wants it to be directed by the guy who did La La Land. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> which I'm like, okay, do it. Go for it, because that guy also directed Lash, Whiplash. Because yeah, like, I like La La Land. I like Jake. Yeah. Do that. Um, so who knows? Like, I I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. All I know is there's an Aquaman movie that's coming out. The Flash movie's supposed to be coming out. Wonder Woman's filming right now. Flash ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I'm surprised anything is happening past the fucking like. Is, okay. <laughs> Aquaman's slated to come out in like a month. Is there a chance that's it just doesn't fucking... Is Aquaman going to be the fucking final nail in the coffin? I have Dude, a feeling I, they know it is. Like I hope nuclear war things. breaks out before we have to watch Aquaman. <laughs> I like, When you said the Aquaman, I was like, oh, that movie isn't out yet. And I had like a little giggle because like I know it's... I know Dude, it's I, I'm, let's all go see Aquaman on opening night. Let's wear... The shirt that Jake just made up that he doesn't know yet that I want to get printed in bold font. It just says, hey, DC, make me give a fuck. (laughs) And uh, we'll just we'll see how bad it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Sure. Jake's right. It doesn't matter what actor it is. I mean, it does, but that's not the biggest issue here. I think they're trying to pull him because Black Panther was so big and he's his character was killed off in that movie. Yeah, but also like I don't care. I think anybody can play anybody. If you want to get Michael B. Jordan to play Superman, great. If you want Idris Elba to play James Bond, great. Let actors act. Let these characters grow and evolve. Hey. Hi. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I don't think... I don't know if DC... They just... I I hope they don't play it safe, but they just need to do something smart. Just make... Yeah. Just do something smart. I don't know what that is, Um, but... I saw uh, I, I saw an article online today already, and they were like, they were like, now that Henry Cavill's out, it is time for DC to to do the right thing here and hire Nicolas Cage to play Superman. I God, yes, agree. I'm for it. I'm a yeah. hundred. Like if they uh, do that, I'll I'll give some fucks. Dude, I dude, thought that would be fucking smart. I thought you were gonna say some troll website was like, let, they got to do the right thing and let a woman play Superman. <laughs> like you know what hey i would take it some okay 
<laughs> Somebody, hey, hey, you know what the funny thing is? Somebody's pitching that yeah. to DC All right, right now. Here's the thing. Superman, but it's a woman. It's a woman. Okay. <laughs> Somebody at work was talking. Okay, I'm very hesitant when I hear people's ideas out in the world because I'm pretty sure they're just regurgitating something that they heard somewhere else. Mm. But somebody at work today said that their idea for a Black Widow movie was basically Die Hard at S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, but it's Black Widow. And I was oh, like, that's cool. I was yeah. like, I like that. There's no way that was your idea. There's, <laughs> There's no way that this guy came up with that yeah, idea. Yeah, that was another podcast. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that. That's not your idea. Because that sounds like one of my ideas. <laughs> my ideas rule. <laughs> your ideas suck, mister. <laughs> uh, actually, oh, it was dead. Okay. So, okay, cool. Uh, you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Let's do it, yeah. Dude, we've been talking about Universal Studios a lot Three lately. More Halloween Horror Nights is here. It's coming up. We're going to try to get down there this year. There's a bunch of new scare zones. There's a bunch of new haunted houses. We went last year, had the time of our lives. Jacob Walsh, when it comes Yo. to the lineup for Universal Studios Orlando, Halloween Horror Nights, how many fucks do you give? I gave it two. Um, it sounds like so. It seems like this year maybe there's uh, a smaller amount of like. Wh- so they always do kind of a half and half, where like some of them are based on movies, you know, and then some are just like made up. Um, right. I don't have the numbers like in front of me or the numbers for the previous years. It seems like this year the amount of like known properties is a smaller number, but the but the the houses that are that they're making up sound really fun. Like they sound like they're 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 gonna be really cool this year. Um man, I give it two fucks. I, I wanted to give it more, but like I I, I, f- I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go this year. It's so <gasps> fucking I it's like October is about to happen and yeah. and like this last month was such a huge like it was such a busy month for me. And I'm just like, am I, am I going to even be able to go to this? But uh, there's a killer clowns like scare zone and there's a Chucky scare zone. And there's a, there's an actual trick or treat house this year. And yeah, like last year, they just it all sounds really good to me. Like, it sounds like there's a good mix of of uh, houses happening. And I want to go. I do want to go. Cool. Two yeah. fucks. Two fucks. Abigail. Fuck. It would it would have got more if fucking hereditary didn't get six. But, you know. <laughs> Ooh, they should do a hereditary house. No, they should. Already, a hereditary scare zone. I, yeah, I want that. Abby's yelling at me about the fucks. <laughs> Guys, I uh, I agree with you on everything you just said, Jake. I give it three fucks because I had that to give, and um, I'm excited about all of it. I read uh, the details on all those scare zones. Uh, the Chucky scare zone sounds awesome. I love that Trick or Treat's getting its own house um, because that was by far my favorite part uh, of the whole um, experience last year. And um, you got a Halloween house. I've never seen Poltergeist, but I think I probably should before. Oh, yeah, that's 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 probably the one I'd be most excited about yeah. the Poltergeist house. That's an amazing movie. Yeah, so that's on my list to see. And also, I'm stressed because, yeah, I want to get tickets and i want to go and we have done a lot in the last couple weeks and months so i don't know what i'm up. going you're just gonna go I'm just gonna, <laughs> guys i'm just gonna be in the stranger things scare zone by myself with my 11 wig on and my waffles and you guys are gonna Dude, be they're jealous. serving the waffles with the whipped cream and like the reese's pieces and stuff and like themed food this year i'm gonna be having the time of my life um couple thoughts i'm gonna go through these haunted houses you got the stranger things house god Damn it. The internet's screwing up. Here, Here. we go. I got it. Okay. Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers. That is a 
pretty obscure haunted house. I'm into it. Yeah, but that's because that's because I think they tried to do like last time they did a Halloween house. I think it was Halloween part two. Right. Yeah. You know, they're they're trying to just go better. through them. I think um, Halloween four is kind of a fun movie. It, it's better than five, but it's you know, it's whatever. Um, Cool. Poltergeist, we talked about Trick or Treat. I think that's going to be amazing. And then, like Jake said, there's a couple that are like made up just specifically for the uh, event. Well, they got the Horrors of Blumhouse. I know it's whatever. Uh, that's like Happy Death. Hey, Jake, have you seen Happy Death Day? No. Everybody's talking. We should all watch that. Put that on the list. Um, and then so on. Revenge of Chucky Scare Zone. I think what they should do, they should just play... Uh, seed of Chucky, because that's scary. <laughs> Make you watch it. Yeah. Just, watch they just, you have to, oh, cool, let's check out the scares of, fuck, I had to watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> the park's closed. Um, yeah, Killer Clown. So there's some cool stuff. Um, and then, of course, I think one of the coolest aspects of Halloween Horror Nights is that uh, you can roam around the park till two in the morning, and it kind of feels like you're breaking rules. And, like, last year we all hung out at uh, Diagon Alley and it was just way less crowded than normal and uh, I don't know it's just fun yeah I can't wait so if any listeners out there work for Universal or have an in on some ticky ticks hit us up we'll we'll, we'll send you a, a, some what a, merch. a mug or something we'll send you a cat okay. some merchandise a coffee mug <laughs> cat we'll send you a cat we got some cats listen if you work some at, extra cats if you work <laughs> at Universal or if you have a hookup on ticks Message me on Facebook or at yeshavesomecast at gmail.com and we will take you out to work something out. We will take you out to a classic Yes Have Some big dinner in Orlando. Yeah, I thought Once you come up with the tickets, not beforehand. (laughs) Okay? We're not just going to buy you dinner and then be stranded like on prom night. Okay. Or prom night revisited. Horror joke. You guys ready for the next Mm -hmm. one? Yeah. Let's do it. Candyman remake reboot something jordan peele you know him he's one half of the famous comedy duo abbott and costello i hate my i really don't like good my joke yeah, yeah. Do you guys like joke. my joke yeah. you guys like my joke i really did okay yeah. the reason why it's they funny better the longer this. we go <laughs> Candyman is supposedly being remade by jordan peele obviously he's an extremely talented filmmaker uh he did get out critically acclaimed uh Maybe that movie was overhyped. Maybe it wasn't, but it was still pretty cool to see a, a horror bit. movie being nominated for Best Picture. Just putting it out there. I um, Candyman is a movie I haven't personally seen in about twenty five years. But Abigail Gardner, I'm going to ask you first. Now you know what I give this one fuck, even though I haven't seen Candyman. I know that Jake's going to judge me, but I like Jordan Peele, and I really liked Get Out, and I just feel like that might be neat, especially after reading the description of the movie, which I plan on watching. The closest Abby's gotten to seeing Candyman was the first year we all went to Days of the Dead, and we were in an elevator with Tony Todd. You probably didn't even know. It's pretty neat. Wow, it's pretty neat. That's great. Yeah, that was my hey. Sick Tony Todd story. Connections. That was. <laughs> hey, can he get his tickets? Story. Never be the same. <laughs> Somebody email Tony Todd asking if he has Universal tickets. Maybe they'll do a Candyman house. We'll go to dinner. <laughs> Jake, how many fucks do you give? Yo, um, I gave it uh, two fucks. Um, if you're keeping count, that's all of the fucks I have left. Uh, oh my god. Um, I, I I always feel weird about remakes. Like it, it depends on the situation. It depends on the movie. It depends on who's doing it. Um, I do like Jordan Peele. I do think Get Out was. A, I liked Get Out. 
I do think it was a little um, overhyped, maybe a little bit. Um, but I really do like him, and I really like Key and Peel. And uh, it just says he's producing it. Um, it doesn't like it, it's. There's no yeah. word yet on if he's actually going to be the director here. And he's so doing that's so many kind other of an iffy too. thing. Yeah. That's an iffy thing. But I think both of you should watch Candyman because I, I actually watched it last night. I, I watched Candyman last night, and it, for the first time in a long time, and it's very good. It is very, it's, it's a, it's a different kind. It doesn't, you know, a lot of times when you think about all these old movies like this, you just kind of lump them all into a a slasher category. And, you know, you you think about like the later nightmare movies, Jason movies, they're all silly. Candyman is not silly. It is very, it is scary. There is some shit going on. Like, it is a heavy movie and it's very good. You guys should check it out. Uh, oh man, yeah, I've Tony- seen Candyman. I was obsessed with it for a brief period of time because you know when I was a kid, I loved playing Bloody Mary. I don't know why. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, what? What? You know, do. kids play Bloody Mary. Um, yeah. Abby's looking at me. Oh, what is that? Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it's like you go into the bathroom mirror and you turn the lights off and you say Bloody Mary five times and then. I don't know. A demonic spirit is supposedly what? What is? It's wait, just going into a bathroom with the lights off. It's kind on. of the exact same thing as the Candyman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bloody Mary appears. Okay. You but, you get a Bloody Mary. Okay. Gotcha. It's like going to a bar. Yeah. Gotcha. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Uh, yes. The, the Candyman story. The Candyman story, though, it's pretty. It's pretty unique as far as like it's not just like a slasher movie. There, there's a little more. It's not just this guy who's coming around and killing people. It's, there's a pretty good story happening. You get some cool like just the character of the Candyman in general is a cool like bit of backstory and tony todd is great in it like i was thinking like when i heard that they're gonna possibly be remaking this i was like who's gonna who's gonna play i was like they should just get tony todd to come back and do it because just his voice like just listening to him in the movie he sounds great he's very he's very scary so jake i'm gonna bring tony todd back or yeah i don't know like ernie hudson could do it ernie hudson could probably do it but i'm gonna throw a curveball your way Nicholas yeah. Cage. Uh, I'm okay with that. Hey, look, the Candyman's here. Um, so Nicholas Cage for everything. Yeah, Nicholas Cage is the Candyman and the Candyman's victims. He plays everybody. Um, <laughs> there's no way we need to be saying his name five times. That's all I'm saying. That's a terrible impression. I'm going to work on it. Listen, I hope that this happens. Candyman was like always like. When I was a kid and would hang out with my friends and we'd rank like our favorite horror icons, like everybody like Freddy, Jason, Chucky. And I'd be like, I always thought it was like trying cool. to be cool. I was like, oh, Contrarian. what about a uh, Candyman? Oh, you guys haven't heard of it? I guess you fucking suck. Um, <laughs> I didn't say any of that. I was just like, oh, yeah, if you guys think Candyman, it's very neat. <laughs> there's sequels to Candyman, right? Yeah, I think there's three of them. I think there's three films altogether. Um, wow. Yep. I just got a message. This is breaking news. HBO, head of HBO calls Netflix the Walmart of streaming services. <laughs> okay. What? Cool. Yeah. Dude, this is the streaming services wars. We're Somebody's gonna... bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that you didn't get a little show called, what does Netflix have? Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. HBO. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. HBO's game with HBO's. Sorry. HBO. Sorry. Westworld season two sucked. Whoa! Whoa! It's like I never even finished I it. I got one episode in. I didn't. Hey, I didn't finish it either because I fucking. Couldn't. I gave the fuck up. 
You guys ready for the last fuck budget? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's Jason do it. Bloom of Bloom House, the horror Zero. master of our time. Zero fuck. <laughs> has stated publicly that he would like to revisit <laughs> Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. But because of the tangled web known as the properties that these movies are tangled in. God damn it, I can't talk. It's hard. You can't just do it. <laughs> you don't talk no good. Do I don't Get talk good. Hey, it's just like when, when, when dumb Ghostbusters fans are like, I'm going to make a fan film and pitch it to Ghost Corps. No, you're not. Stop it. <laughs> it's hard to make these movies. I didn't mean to call out everybody, but when it comes to Bloomhouse possibly doing Screamer, I know what you did last summer. Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you yeah. have? Zero. Is that only because you um, have zero left? Uh, no, uh, I would have given it a zero anyway. Um, I think so Blumhouse, like I, I looked through the list of like Blumhouse films today mm-hmm. and I feel like they, they have put out some good movies. It, it, there, there is a, a good mix and it's not even all horror films that they do, but, um, they are like responsible for all the really bad ones that are, that are like just pouring out. Um, but that's not even really, really like where my my zero fucks comes from. Like, so first of all, uh, I know what you did last summer. I, I could give a shit about that movie. Like, I don't. What are you waiting for? I like, like it. Re- remake it. Do whatever you want. I I don't care what happens to that franchise. The scream, scream is, is scream a perfect movie? I think it might be. I think the first scream is one of those kind of like untouchable kind of. Like the the franchise altogether, maybe not so much, but that's that's something that happens most of the time with horror franchises. But I think the first frame shouldn't be. First of all, it's not. I don't know how old is that. It came out in ninety. Scream ninety six. But yeah, ninety six. It's not that old. Um, I don't think it should be. I just don't think Scream should be remade. I don't think it would capture any of the. Uh, it won't capture the, the the comedy that's in that movie, the scariness. Like it's just those the, those actors. Like it's just you're no Wes Craven's not around anymore. He's not around, so it's not going to be the same. Like that is a Wes Craven movie, and um, there's nobody who really writes like that. And I think a remake of Scream is just not. I just don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. It's not a good idea. It's dumb. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Zero fucks. Got it. I give it one fuck because if it's not a remake, if it's a revisiting, and because isn't this the studio and like the people behind the new um, uh, Halloween movie, mm-hmm. which I think looks good. Yeah, I like those it is. Well, yeah, it is, but it's also the same studio who's giving you like the Some Conjuring bullshit. and fucking all this other bullshit. Like that's that's why I can't really hold. Well, I because can't really I don't. Say Blumhouse is yeah. they. they, they They've put out such a wide mix of good and bad stuff. That's not, I'm trying to not judge it on the fact that it's there. Do you think, uh, I kind of agree with that. I don't think they should remake Scream. They tried to to reimagine Scream with a TV show and it fucking sucked. Yeah, Yeah. I I didn't watch much of that Mm. or any of it. I watched one episode. Um, Scream 4 was kind of a revisitation, like Scream 4. Uh, it's not great. Like it's a, it's fun. There's some fun stuff, but like you, you cannot capture the, what, what was magical about the first scream is everything Jake just pointed out, which is the time it came out. It featured 
like these young actors, like it, it like in their primes, right? And then like it was written by Kevin Williamson, who like was about to do Dawson's Creek. Like it just had the right energy, the right vibe. It was the right time for Wes Craven to do something. Like we've talked about how New Nightmare was like the precursor yeah. to Scream. It's a prototype. Yeah. 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 Um and it's very it's very meta and like uh, a non-annoying way that broken, yeah. films that try to be like that are right. Yeah. And, and what scream did at what, what happened scream kind of reinvented the horror genre and we're, and it's been reinvented a couple times since then, because w- once the slasher films died down, what became the fad was like the Japanese style, like the ring and the grudge. And then from there we got like the saw, like the, the, mm-hmm. The torture yeah, porn. So, movie. Yeah, yeah, then zombie yeah. movies. So like we're just not in a place where we're we're that I'm not saying it can't be done, because maybe it could be done and be amazing. I what I hope they don't do is try to give it the Halloween treatment, which is we're gonna ignore the other scream sequels and this is the real scream sequel. Because that would just like Yeah. Just don't do that. Because yeah, Scream really Two true. is pretty fun. And like Scream Three and Four are like whatever, but like they're still fresh in our minds. Like it's not like with the Halloween movies where by like Halloween five, you're like, okay, this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know we did last summer. Do not care about the first movies kind of whatever. The second one, I barely remember it. Um, but it's just not, there's not enough there to warrant like retelling that story or revisiting. Mm-hmm. It would be like trying yeah. to remake. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. It, Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It definitely was a, was a weaker film. It was kind of imitating, I think, and not really. As yeah, it's the it is the. I loved Freddie Prince Jr. I'm not gonna lie. I liked dude, watching it at home. I by like myself. FPJ. I like SMG. But I like JLH. I like RP. I just did the initials of the entire cast. I am talented. You are. Wait a minute, <laughs> real quick. But then we'll wrap up. I know what you did last summer. Is it the same? Is it the guy they hit that comes back, or is it somebody else? I don't even remember. I think it's the guy they hit. Well, they right? did a bad job of hiding him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> they should reboot Scary Movie. <laughs> do, it. do it. Do it. Zero fucks. All right, everybody. Well, this was fun. I'm, I've got the horror juices flowing. What are we watching tonight? Dude, I want to watch Scream. That's what I've been saying. Nah, but dude. also Candyman. So maybe both. Wait. Yeah, I'll that. be screaming Double for feature. the Candyman and Willy Wonka. Whoa, that's what I'm watching again for like the eighth time in the mm-hmm. last two weeks. <laughs> Why for going to a convention and being there for five days? We sure did watch Willy Wonka a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the entire time. Listen, we had a lot of fun. Thanks again to Mike Nelson from Carnivorous Creations for stopping by talking about proton packs. Get Jake a slime blower, and then um, <laughs> and then um, that's my quest. That's like that's what it. that's the our mission in the video game of life is to get Jake a slime. <laughs> Why bomber. we started it's doing happening. what we're doing. But uh thank you to him. Make sure you head over to Carnivorous Creations and pick up yourself some Proton Packs. Just a couple. Add add four to cart. Um mm-hmm. and then for YHS stuff, make sure that you're checking out our Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast, the official website, yes have some 
cast.com where you can find all of Abby's Dragon Con articles. The last one is going up in the next 24 hours. I mostly wrote about Hereditary. So enjoy it. <laughs> it's a, it's a low-key Hereditary review. <laughs> it's all I can think about. And then you can find us on Facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. And I would be remiss if I didn't let Abby explain how to get to Facebook group therapy. First of all, you got to get a Facebook account and then you search for yes, have some podcasts and you will find our page. You you go to that, you scroll down, and you find the box that says, yes, I have some group therapy, and you click that. What is this? I've never once had to scroll it's... anywhere to get to, yes, I have some group therapy. You just go there. It's I like that you started off with, get a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like, how does somebody find, yes, have some podcast? Buy a phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call us. Do you have we'll headphones? talk to you for an hour. All right. Thank you for that, Abby. It's become one of my favorite segments. Uh, For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, thank you so much. Last but not least, if you want to get in on Patreon bonus episodes, head to patreon.com slash yes, have some. We love you. Thank you. That's all I got. Go to the park together. Henry Cavill. Maybe we'll have Henry Cavill on next week. We might. Hey, he's not doing anything else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, no, just his mustache. (laughs) We're talking to Henry's mustache. I'm all for that. Oh, God. Bye, everybody. Later. Later.